So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Recorded live. All right, this is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. I'm getting ready to catch in with Coach Carter. Hello? Hello? All right, you there, Coach? I am. Okay, very good. Man, how you been, man? I'm great. I'm okay, great. look, I, I was like, man, I say, I was hoping everything was okay. I said, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, and I said, I know that, that Hampton game was a little tighter. They keep getting away, don't they, Coach? Well, it's, uh, it's all a matter of us just putting ourselves in a position to finish it out and just grind some games out. And our kids are, are doing a great job of um, of now understanding what it takes to uh, to, to win. Um, we just have to go win. Right, right. As I say, putting all the pieces together, and once the pieces are put together, then you hit that pay dirt. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now you got a tall order this week, and uh, we're gonna get it going in, um, and we're gonna get you started because I know you're probably watching that that football game. Who's your favorite professional team, coach? 
I tell you, I, I, I really don't have one particular one. I, if I have a player that I coached, um, that's those are my favorites. Okay, well, I'm a Steelers fan myself, so. Uh, oh, I, I love the Steelers. You know, I coached at Pittsburgh, so I was right there. Uh, right. We shared a facility with them. Okay, okay, very good. So, um, uh, and I know you heard about Cushing by now, but what's not surprising to me, a lot of these guys are juicing, but they know how oh. to cheat the system, you okay. know. And and maybe we might even touch on a little bit of that, but we're going to go ahead and, and get this started because I know uh, time's of the essence. Because you guys leave tomorrow, right? We do. We leave in the morning. Okay. Okay. Very good. So we'll get ready to go here in three, two, one. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Coach Kenneth Carter episode. I am your host, the radio guy. Dr. Mike Prince, as we try to come to you each and every week with the insights and the in-depths of Delaware State football. The Hornets fall short in their uh, conference opener against um, the uh, Hampton Pirates. Uh, a little bit short on that one. Coach, you're going to bring us up to speed. First of all, welcome to this week's episode and bring us up to speed on how everything worked out. Uh, well, Obviously, we we fell short. We had it was a difference of three plays that uh, that made the the really turn the tables in the game. We had uh, had several opportunities to put ourselves in position to uh, to win the game, um, but we just made too many mistakes. Uh, well, two critical mistakes, and then a third one uh, where a technique error just gave them the opportunity to kind of win the game. So with that, just uh, it's still a developmental stage and process, and I know. Uh, as a coach that has had success um, practically everywhere you've gone, and there's always, you said you walk into the situation with your eyes wide open. Um, the frustrating part comes in because we're all human, but what are you using as that motivator for you to stay on top of your A game to keep you guys fighting and say, hey, guys, we're just that much closer. Let's keep going a little bit harder. Well, the, coaching is, is a lot like being an educator. Uh, there's there's no difference, and the thing as an educator that you always pride yourself in is you see the development of of the student. And with us, when you we watch the the we watch what's going on statistically in games, because uh, statistics don't always tell the tale. But when you hold a team to five yards rushing in the first half, then you know that you're doing a lot of things really well. Uh, and and we we did some very very good things. Uh, we blocked the punt, put ourselves in a great position to uh, to go ahead and uh and take the lead um you can't talk about officiating because you get you get penalized but there's, yeah there's we don't want that... you we don't want you to give away any money coach <laughs> keep it clean keep it clean <laughs> there was you know there was, there was some things that happened um that one thing one thing in particular that you know could have put us in a better situation but we are we are very 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 pleased um with everything except for the end result and that's you know you want to come away with the with the win so our, our kids their attitude is fantastic they come to work every day. Their their attitude is fantastic. We had a great week this week. Obviously, you're playing a an opponent that's um, had great success. I believe they're the the 19th winningest home team in the country or in college football. And, and so we're we're but we we have a great plan. Uh, we're excited about our plan. Our kids are excited about going and playing this game. Um, and, and you know, obviously, you never look past anybody. But we're also very excited about the fact that uh, in two weeks. We come home and we play our first conference game at home. Absolutely, and as a matter of fact, there'll be a Big Twelve opponent uh, for 
the the Hornets will still be taking on West Virginia, the Mountaineers, uh, on the road. And, of course, we like to call those the quote-unquote money games, but you are playing to get uh, better for your team, as you make a mention for your home opener of the conference game. You're still working on executing things. And, and I want to bring this up, Coach, because a lot of people have a tendency to uh, highlight on what what's obvious. What's obvious is – You've yet to win a game, but there's the things that are not being seen, those intangible things, that you're doing it the right way. You could easily come in here and and flex and bend the rules uh, just to get a couple of extra uh, Ws in the column that would affect your overall longevity. But when people appreciate a sculptor and they don't see what that sculptor is seeing when he has just a blob of clay, and he has the thought in his mind of where he wants to go and where people think you ought to go this direction or the other direction, that sculptor knows that if I go this direction and they keep allowing me to mold this thing, it's going to be the masterpiece that people will admire from many years to come. Oh, I, I, I agree. And, and really, one of my favorite quotes that I've, that I've, um, that I've ever seen uh, since I was little is, uh, is, is I, I, won't, I won't say it verbatim, but basically the bottom line is when when the work is done and you move on that the people that are a part of the experience that you were you were trying to 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 mold they say to themselves hey we got it done and we did it all ourselves absolutely absolutely i i, so, I go right. ahead i'm sorry go ahead no go right ahead no no no, no. My, my point is just that when 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 you know that you're doing it right and everybody invest that in the end it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who gets the credit all i care about is that the legacy that will be there will be the fact that it was done right and that we are going to benefit now i don't want to be moses but we are we are trying to, <laughs> we, we, are, we are trying to get it right now for those who are not understanding the moses <laughs> A uh, reference from Coach Carter, Moses didn't quite make it to the promised land. The Lord showed him the promised land, but he wasn't able to cross over. But you know why? Because Moses got a little frustrated with the people badgering him, and instead of speaking to the rock, he smote the rock, and as a result. So that's some one Sunday school lesson for the week. Continue on, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Talking with Coach Kenneth Carter of the Delaware State Hornets. They'll be taking on West Virginia this week. Now, Coach, you're, you're a very smart man, you know, and I'm going to throw this shot. Even even though you went another route other than that Sigma route, you're still a smart man. <laughs> you're still a smart man. Now, you, you, you hear the news. You're seeing the news. Um, NFL player, I won't call names, but NFL player just this week suspended for 10 games. And what a lot of people don't understand, we talked about doing it right just moments ago. You got ball players with ambitions of going to the next level. You and I both know that it's under 2% of all student athletes that reach it to collegiate level that makes it to the professional level. How do you reach that young man, or in some cases a young woman, and stress to them that, PEDs are not the way. Well, we, every day, every day we talk to our kids about 
taking care of your body and body maintenance and we have a great trainer we have a great strength coach uh our 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 we have um our our food distributor for our university is Aramark and the gentleman who is over the food service uh for the entire university does a great job of of helping the uh the athletic department supplement uh the meals i mean we our kids get unlimited meals anyway but it is uh it is fantastic some of the things that they do to to kind of surplus uh, our kids and and our strength coach and our trainer do a great job of making them understand that the nutrition that you really need to get you where you need to be as far as protein um you can get it from food and you don't need you don't need the the extra boost because in the end it's going to punish your body yes sir yes sir it's going to punish your body in ways that are obvious and ways that are not so obvious that will creep on you and when you get well behind your playing days when you hit your 30s your 40s in some cases 50s uh, bodies reacting to all that years of build-up and punishment and you end up dying of stress-related heart attacks and all other kind of complications that look fine under the radar while you were striving for something that was only going to be temporal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking with Coach Carter of the Delaware Hornet, Delaware State Hornets, I want to make sure we get it all right. Now, Coach, taking on West, West Virginia, a lot of people saying, boy, you're talking about a David and Goliath syndrome. You got a game plan. You, you want to execute uh, other than stating the obvious of what it's going to take for you guys to win. What are you going to be looking for this week as you go against the Mountaineers? Well, we, we know what their strengths are and what we feel like their weaknesses are. Well, obviously when you game plan, uh, they've played two games. Uh, they played East Carolina and they played uh, Virginia Tech. So you, you take the uh, combination of the two game plans they went through and then we watched everything that they did last year. Uh, we did a full season exchange with them. And, and so you you we know – the things that we do that are within our system that we feel like formationally gives us an opportunity to take advantage of some things that uh, when you equate numbers and leverage, that gives you um, um, the, the, the opportunity to, to really curate opportunities for your own offense. And then defensively, um, the things that they do well, that we try to look for tells, uh, whether it's with their quarterback or whether it's formational or whether it's uh, down in distance that uh, that we feel like we can get um, a jump on them. And then the kicking game is always something that gives you uh, a third of the game that if you focus on it and you do it the right way, we have a fantastic punter. So he gives us a chance to really create a long feel, and he also gives us a chance if we're backed up to, to get out of trouble. Uh, and then we have a multitude of things that we do as far as fakes and uh, um, things to keep people off uh, off of us in the kicking game that we've already done in the first two games. So people kind of hit pause when we go out in the kicking game because they know there's a definitely a possibility that things are going to happen. So our, our kids, we, we take all that, we put it in our toolbox, and uh, we know that we're going to use those things as an advantage for us regardless of who we play. Now, you just made mention a while ago, we know that lurking around the corner will be Norfolk State. And when you're taking on a game like this, of course, you know, you want everybody to come out as healthy as possible. But are you in some cases, without revealing too much, are you kind of working and tweaking some things that you want to go for this home opener at your at your place against Norfolk as well? Oh, absolutely. 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 <laughs> we, 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 I mean, it, it, we, you, you have to – 
you be you're, you're smart about what you're doing, um, and you, you want to take care of your team, and you want to make sure that your team competes. But we also know what the reality is, and the reality for us is that we want to win our conference. And so as you prepare for games like this, um, you do everything that you can with focusing on the current opponent, but at the same time, you also want to make sure that when you take a little peek at the next opponent, what are you going to be able to carry over? For that next opponent in that next conference game, so we've we've done a little bit we've done a little bit of both, and uh, we certainly have given full attention to West Virginia, um, but we also know that there are going to be some things we're going to be able to carry over. Now, Coach, I got to ask you, man, what is your secret? You're able to get these um, SEC opponents. Last year, you played Missouri. This year, you're playing West Virginia. Uh, you must be pretty well rounded and able to have access to a lot of key people around the world of college football. Well, it, it's kind of twofold. First is God, you know, being being very uh, being very good and having His hand on my negotiating abilities. Um, the other one is um, it, having coached in the SEC three different schools and 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 having been around uh, these the two coaches. I, I've I've been you know recruiting and come in contact with Jimbo Fisher and spent time with Jimbo Fisher because I was in Florida. Uh, and then maybe in at Louisville for four years, uh, West Virginia, we were in the same league. So Coach Hogerson and I, you know, we've had conversations, but it's um, he, he's heavy into the kicking game, and our special teams coordinator at Louisville. So that gave that was a great bridge um, for that when it came down to uh, trying to get them on the schedule. Very good, very good. Now, of course, there's been a lot of buzz that your Power Five conferences in particular um, – or starting to try to shy away from uh, FCS uh, opponents as such, not more or less for the potential upsets, but because they're trying to position themselves for when it comes to bowl time. Do you see that as something that's going to take an immediate impact or is just buzzing in the air right now? They, they, they say that right now, but then the reality of the whole situation it, it it all is going to come back to the fact that it's still Division One, and as long as you play one game, then you're okay. Now, if you if you're trying to play multiple games and and playing uh, multiple uh, FCS teams and your FBS, then sure that can be a problem. But uh, I, I just don't I don't see how um, one it helps the schools that need the financial boost, and then two. When you when you continue to play FBS schools over and over and over, um, the wear and tear on your team is going to be uh, a lot more. So in the end, it sounds good, but I, I don't think it's going to really get that much teeth. Well, can I quote you on that one, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> right now, it, it doesn't even matter. I, I think it, it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Talking with head football coach of the Delaware State Hornets, Coach Kenneth Carter. The uh, Hornets will be taking on the Mountaineers this week, and then they'll be coming in to host. And you got to be excited about that. You finally uh, get to focus on being the host team. We'll talk about that a little bit on the next week. Coach, I've always tried to give you uh, the final say uh, of each segment, and this week is not going to be any different. So I will go ahead and relinquish the mic and let you have the final say of this segment, sir. 
Well, we, we are always excited about an opportunity to, to share the Delaware State experience. You know, obviously, victory is the number one thing in athletics. You always want to win, and that's our goal, and it's always going to be our goal. Uh, we're, we're very proud of the direction that we're going, and our kids are, are playing uh, at a very high level. As long as, long as they, we continue to understand that in the end, really embracing the grind and figuring out that victory has to be taken and it's not going to be given is when we're going to take the step to move forward and start to accumulate the wins. Well, you just gave me memory of another script. You said the righteous take it by force. There you <laughs> go. Said, amen. <laughs> he said amen and hallelujah, right? Coach <laughs> Carter of the Delaware State Hornets, and on this week's edition of the Kenneth Carter Show, you can listen to each and every week right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, and as always, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Bingo. You, man, you're a pro at this, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, hey, we, we get these wins, we're going to be rolling. Hey, you know what? And they coming, Coach. They coming. Now, I almost lost money on you, Coach. I ain't going to lie. I can't say I couldn't say that on that. Oh, you talking about the Hampton game? Yeah, I almost I almost lost money on you, Coach. Dr. Prince, but, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We we were we were in great shape. Yeah. And I had to, I had to, I had to have a discussion with my defensive coordinator because um, we were playing the, the kid. One kid, one kid basically cost us that game. Mm. And he, he's a walk-on kid. He's a great kid but he just wasn't ready for prime time. And we should have been playing a different kid. He he let the ball go over his head. Um, just a fluke thing. The quarterback just threw it up, and the ball lands in the kid's hands, goes for a touchdown. We're in, we're in, a man, we're in man coverage. He lets the kid beat him inside, mm. and, and, he, and he flat foot reads it instead of playing the technique that he's taught. They hit a deep ball on us. Then we get down. Uh, he, it, we get the kid tackled. The defense stops the, the – they stop him on oh, first down, second down. We get in third down. We're in man coverage. They run a little uh, little half roll. The same kid has man coverage on the guy that scores the touchdown. And mm. he's looking in the backfield playing man coverage. I looked wow. at the coordinator. I said, that's it. No more. Mm. So I had to bench the kid, and then the, now the kid that's now the kid that should have been starting in the beginning. The only reason he wasn't starting was because he said, "Well, he, well, coach, he he plays both safety positions, and it's hard to start him because we want to have depth." I said, "Depth ain't gonna win for you." <laughs> that's why you got that other guy on the bench. If he ain't getting his, yeah, okay, okay. I said, "Now that kid, now that kid that just got beat three times, he can mm-hmm. give you depth." We're going right. to play the one that should be starting that's on scholarship. Yeah, yeah. See, that makes you cuss right there. I, I, ain't, uh, I ain't paying I, you to think. I'm paying you to uh, execute. I had to have some personal conversations with the Lord on the way back. Mm-hmm. I was heated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do understand. You know, it's just like what people don't understand. Um, I got I – got, uh, five broadcast teams, right, that we go out and do games each week. And one that we're going to get out there for you all, because you all don't have anybody to do y'all games, do you? We, we, we do. As of this year, there's, uh, we're doing, they're doing them on YouTube. And so 
I don't know who the people are. I know that the SID has gotten somebody to do them, but I, I have no idea who they are. Oh, man, well, see, what I would love to do, and I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, like if it ain't nothing but your homecoming game. Okay. We we well, get there. We get there, man, and do your homecoming game because we're already doing your shows weekly. That right. would be that would be a beautiful fit. But what I was saying, I tell my guys, I said, look, I don't have time for you. I'll be trying to figure out who's gonna do what when that mic fires up. Right. <laughs> you you need right. to be in position and knowing. Don't be assuming. Don't be guessing or I thought. If you're not sure, ask me before you make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. I, tell, I, exactly. I tell, tell them that every week. I know it's almost like this. Like, here we go. And it might sound like blah, blah, blah to them. But I'm going to keep saying it even if it don't make me, nobody but me feel good to know that I said it. Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing about the homecoming the homecoming game. Guess who we play for homecoming? How it's, it, oh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> So that that game, that game, ironically enough, ironically enough, we get on track like I think we're gonna get on track. That game is gonna. It, it's it's been a long time since the Howard Delaware State game has been. Wow, man! Yeah, I'd have. Boy, I, got, I might have to do a conference call with y'all that week. <laughs> I might. I might have to do. I might have to do a two for one. Which when is the homecoming game for you? Oh, I don't know right off the top of my head. I have to look. Well, I, I, whenever I see Howard in, in Delaware, I know that's homecoming. That's correct. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, get y'all get y'all on 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 track together with that one. Even if we have to do a special uh, segment, but it, it's gonna be fun and it's it's gonna be good spirit. Oh man, that that is that'll be nice. That'll that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Well, coach, you know, I, uh, you got a brother over here, man. If you don't well, know nothing else, you got a brother over here, and I gotta do something. That Sunday at eleven might be a challenge for me because I forget that people like to talk to me. Right. Well, <laughs> we can, I tell you what. You know what we can do? We can, let's let's push it back to uh, let's push it back to like one o'clock. So two o'clock your time, one o'clock my time. Uh, how about can we do one o'clock my time? Is that better for you? Yeah, yeah, one o'clock my time. I mean, one o'clock your time, which would be twelve my time. That works. Okay, perfect. That works. That works, and that way you can still get your football in. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we we usually team meet. We team meet at uh, at two thirty. Okay. Um, okay. But then what happens for me? What happens for me is uh, then I start game planning because I do all the kicking game. So Sunday is a big game plan day for me. Sunday and Monday are my game plan days. Okay, okay. Well, that will definitely work. I'm sitting up here now trying to look at your schedule of when you guys are going to play Howard. Let me see. Uh, October 14th? That sounds about right. right. That sounds about right. October 14th, and it's at 2 p.m. or 1 p.m.? 2 p.m. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. Okay, 2 p.m. Eastern. We, we, all of our home games are 2 o'clock. Okay, very good. So you guys don't play no night games at all? None. Why is that? Uh, I think a little bit of it later on in the year, you know, it, it gets a little bit cold. And, uh, you know, obviously we have, we have uh, older fans. And so right, it's easier right. for them to, uh, to be in the sunlight during the day. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Later in the season. 
Now, what's the seating capacity of your stadium, Coach? Oh, it's, uh, I want to say, 8,000. Okay, okay. Now, do you feel like... the same in the MEAC all the way across except for Norfolk. Norfolk and and A&T have the big stadiums Uh in Florida A&M. But everybody, Bethune-Cookman is in between because they have a municipal stadium. But everybody else is about the same. See, I think the perfect uh, size for an HBCU stadium should not exceed 12,000 seats. 10,000 to 12,000 would be perfect. Prairie View has 15,000. And here, I don't know how they're doing it at Delaware State or how they do it at other MEACs and SWAC schools. But part of the challenge is, and this might sound crazy, that our universities rely so much on the alumni that they overlook the communities that they're actually in. I agree. You, you got what I'm saying? So, no, I agree. so what happens is, and let's let's be let's be real about it. You know, one thing about it, you're gonna find out, Coach. I'm 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 always uh, tell you how I feel about something. For the most part, our schools are in rural areas or in the uh, the the. I guess the, the economically, yeah, the, uh, there you go. I was looking for the economically challenged <laughs> areas, okay? But they're going to be in places where pricing is everything. Right. It's everything. Now, Prairie View, for a, a, a general admission seat, what do you think one ticket costs for general admission seat to come to Prairie View game? Uh, Twelve. Thirty bucks. Wow. Thirty bucks. Wow. And, and the justification is we got this new stadium. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay, coach. Okay, now let's talk. We're talking about the business of education, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to build a facility unless it's already paid for. Gotcha. It's not like private sector. Gotcha. You got what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now. Prairie View, I'll give you a little geographic. Well, you, you, I know you apply and everything, but just to let you know about Prairie View, the city itself has 5,600 people. Okay? That's it. That's it. 27% of the people that live within the Prairie View city limits, 27% are beneath poverty. Okay? Okay? Now, That's asking a lot. Okay. Now, Waller County holds 65,000 people, okay? Now, you have a neighboring, two of your neighboring communities, Hempstead, which is 75% black, okay? Waller ISD, which is 63% white, Okay. So the contrasting of difference, Waller, which is the school district that I happen to be on the board on, the trustee on, okay, right. it would be considered your rich district of the three districts in the school district, in the right. county, in the county. However, if you do an average, anywhere between 10 and $15, even a person that's beneath poverty can afford to come to their game. So if you're in a vicinity that has immediately, you have 5,000 in Prairie View, 
you have another 5,000 in Hempstead, 5,000 in Walla. Then you have another community that has about five, 6,000 in Brookshire. That's about 26 miles south of the university. But if you got the right pricing and you, you can get those seats filled with local people, which would help your vested interest last longer instead of just relying on alumni. No doubt. But that, 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 wherever I go, wherever I incorporate and talk with people, no one seems to have a capture to that, and they're oblivious. They try to get the biggest city that's next to them. Like, what's the, what's the biggest metropolis to, to where you go, guys? Or Washington, maybe? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So you're trying to push Philadelphia, and in all fairness, Philadelphia don't care about no Delaware State, just like Houston don't care about Prairie View. No, so, the only people, and the only, well, the only people that care about Delaware State in Houston, I mean, in uh, in uh, Philly, are the black people. Are the black people, and you got what I'm saying. And let's be honest, let's be honest. The black people will listen all day long to the cows come home, but they're gonna be very reluctant to spend spend their money. Oh, now they're not gonna do that now. You you got what I'm saying. No so. Doubt. So you're trying – I can talk to you, Coach. I'm going to talk to you, right, Coach? It's just like oh, having two young men – I want you to hear me real good. Two young men with a very experienced woman <laughs> that is, that's all worked up and don't know where to put it. <laughs> I love that one. I got okay. Okay. I said that in a clean manner now. You got, you got no, the no vision. No okay. Yeah, just because you're up, you don't know what to do because you've never been there before. That's right. And that's what's happening with some of the people that they're bringing in to these, to these marketing slash whatever you do positions. You're, you're trying to give me some theory when you don't understand the pulse of the community that you're now supposed to be serving. And if you can't get the average Joe, you're going to forever have a struggle. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you said that and it, like that because our trainer, our trainer, and myself, we were having, we were having the same kind of conversation about marketing and people understanding how to uh, how to really market and raise money and all those kind of things. We were just having this discussion the other day. Mm-hmm. What year was Delaware founded? Uh, I want to say, I want to say, hello, oh, oh. 1841, 1841, 1841. Okay. Let's say 1841. Now we're talking about reaching the average Joe and I'm about to give you this for free coach. It's already, you guys don't have a problem. It's not a secret. Why? And how well how you guys end up being the top revenue school for the MEAC. Because your people understand giving. But you could always get people to give a little bit more, right? Absolutely. Okay, how many graduates would you say that that represent Delaware State since its conception? Thirty thousand? Thirty thousand? Probably somewhere around there. Okay, and I let thirty thousand how many would you say are giving back on a regular basis? Out of that 30,000, I'd probably say 
15%. 15% of the 30, that's a, a pretty um, pretty good number, considering that's 4,500 people, right? That's so, about right. Okay, so so that's 15% is a good number, but it could be a better number. Let's just say 5% of the 30,000, which would give you a total of, of uh, uh, what's that, let's say times 5%. That'll give you another fifteen hundred people, right? Mm-hmm. Now I want you to I want you to, to work with me on this, Coach. Eighteen forty one was the year that Delaware State was founded, right? Mm-hmm. If I take that fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred times eighteen forty one. That's an additional $27,000. You might have some alumni that are Delaware State proud, but they can't afford, say you all are asking people to do $300 annual deal to support whatever. And they might be on hard times right now. But I'd be John Brown that the Delaware State pride won't make that person come up with $18.41 where they can feel like they're still doing something to help their school out. No, I'm with you. You got what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you do, I don't care if you call it the buddy pack, the Delaware State Hornet buddy pack or whatever, or or support patch. I don't, you could go get a, a Hornet, a Delaware State Hornet patch, a Hornet patch. And for everybody that gives you $18.41, you send them a patch. You send them a patch, and you can just call it Hornet Nation Supporters. I don't care what you call it, but all it is is $18.41 a year. And if you want to add some creativity to it, you change the year of the patch each year to where the patches end up becoming collector's items. Right. Am I making any sense, Coach? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. We're talking about simple ground roots marketing. Where right. a person, $18.41, I give you a $2 patch. I think that's a pretty damn good trade-off. No, no doubt. That, that's Especially a pretty... The, the multiple people. Yes. And you know, you know who will really buy that, who will really buy into that, are students. Yes. Students and, uh, and, and recent alumni will, will be all over stuff like that. Yes, sir. So when you, when you look at that, now that's a simple marketing that won't cost much, and it'll take basically Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and other things to get that campaign off the ground. Mm-hmm. No, you I know, agree. and so when, when you're doing when you're doing little simple things like that, you know, well, what am I getting for this eighteen dollars and forty one? Well, number one, you're being recognized as a supporter. Okay, even though you're not being recognized on the big donors list, you're being recognized as a supporter. In return, we're going to give you this 1841 Hornet patch, okay? And, you know, keeping the tradition flowing, whatever little saying you come up with. And what happened as a token of people feeling good, because people love to see their names, right? No doubt. How, how hard is it to get a Word document, change it to a PDF, put that somewhere on the website, all the people who've contributed to the 1848 fundraiser? Oh, it's easy. You, you got what I'm saying? 
that helps you. Now, the people that's going to give, they're going to continue to give. Correct. They're going to continue to give. And, what, and you know, and, and unfortunately, we like to have that us and them type mentality. It's that right. us, it's that them. So this way, it's going to be more them than it is us. Am I making sense? A hundred percent. The poor you're going to have with you all the time. When people do revivals, where do they go? They go to the poor, poor sections of town. Right. Why do they go to the poor section of town? Because, number one, they know that that's basically what people have left is their spirituality. Mm-hmm. Number two, these evangelists are smart enough to know that even the poor people know how to give when they don't have it to give. Right. That's just a little simple marketing strategy. Wow, that's good. I, I, that's um, that's really good. Simple, simple really good. is as simple does, right? <laughs> Boy, you know, couldn't have said it any better. He, could, he couldn't have said it any better. But you know, <laughs> so, so uh, little things like that. But when you have people who don't understand. The, the the struggle of an HBCU. Now, just because you're struggling don't mean you walk around poor mouth. You got what I'm saying? Absolutely. You oh, don't. We, we, we do a really good – I think our, our president does a really good job. Um, we got a new provost that um, that uh, is they're, – they're walking hand-in-hand hand right now, and they have a vision of what we want to do. The last two years, we, we've had we've – had uh, two of the largest freshman classes in the history of the school, and so our our retention rate has been great the last three years, uh, last four years. Um, so, and the graduation rate for the university is going up. So the the academic profile has increased itself tremendously, and because of that, the that's why we are we operate in the black. You know, right. I believe only about what twenty HBCUs that it actually do operate in the black mm-hmm. even. And That's so, it. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with proximity too, because we're on the East Coast. On the East Coast, we we are outside of Howard and and Morgan. You know, we're the we're the one of the more northern, um, the only Division One northern HBCUs. Right, because you, you you got Lincoln, you got Cheney, you know, but they're they're Division two, and you know they're they're very rural, um, rural, and and you know we're 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 an hour away from Philadelphia, we're an hour and thirty five minutes from D.C., and I mean we're we're two and a half hours from New York, so I mean uh, the kids that want that HBCU experience, and then Delaware State has made a decision to be so um, diverse. I mean, you walk on our campus on a certain time during the day, and heck, you 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 don't even realize you're at a HBCU. Wow, wow, that's that's all right. That's all. Well, I hope you can see how you could create a club for very a supporting chain, if you would, for very little resources. Just to say, you you commit to five hundred patches. Five hundred patches will cost you maybe. Eight hundred dollars, if that oh, much. No doubt, and we, and we fundraise for stuff like that. Here, here's what here's what's going to happen. You um you you, I understand that friend raising is just as important as fundraising, 
And mm-hmm. because where I went to school, we had to do things like the Citadel. We you you have to because there's only two thousand cadets, but we have loyal loyal uh, and loyal right. alumnus uh, following. But the thing that we did is um, we struggled like we like we're we're doing here, but we had a plan and we stuck with the plan, and it all just kind of came together. But it took a little time. And mm-hmm. the same thing's gonna happen with us. You know, we once we once we win, whether you know, whether it's this week or next week, once we start winning, then we will roll. And what that will do is it's gonna spark everything else. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when all of a sudden now things like what you're talking about, they right. take off. Because right. People are hungry, especially the alumnus here, they're very hungry for us to start winning and when we do then there's a lot of things that are going to start to formulate. There you go. There you go. Well, man, I, um, I'm excited for you, man. Excited for you. And um, uh, like I said, just know you got a, you got a brother, a friend, and support on this side of the country. I appreciate it. I look forward to it, and, I, and I'll talk to you uh, Sunday. Yes, sir. Sounds good. 12 o'clock my time, 1 o'clock your time. Yes, yes. All right. All right. Have a good evening, my friend, and good luck. You too. Thank All you. All right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.